What is Absolute Data and Device Security? Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm discussing the topic today with Stephen Tralia. He's the HIPAA compliance expert and legal counsel with Absolute Software. Stephen, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So, Stephen, when it comes to what you term absolute data and device security, where do you typically see enterprises falling short? Well, for a while, the focus was on just securing the network, the main servers, and so forth, you know, building the higher fences to outpace the bad guys who are trying to enter the network who are building taller ladders. And for a while, just mobile device security really was a lost sister in this uh, discussion. I see that being less and less true today, although there are still some organizations that uh, don't think of their, their mobile uh, systems out there when they're thinking about security. But really, the, the, the latest one that I'm seeing recurring time and time again is the, the saying we hear, I'm encrypted, so I'm safe. And that really scares me when people say that. I, unfortunately, I've been at conferences when even lawyers are saying that, that it's the get-out-of-jail-free card. The reason I get worried about that is, first of all, we've had no definitive ruling by any court or any administrative body saying that. And you've got, so what do you do as a lawyer? Would you look at situations like that? You go to the regulations, you go to the law, you look at the way they're written, see if you get any guidance from them. And specifically, right after the High Tech Act came out in 2009, within about two months, you can go to, you Google this yourself, uh, Federal Register, you can see right away that two months after the High Tech Act came out, there was a regulation that came out that said, if the encryption key can be defeated or accessed or decrypted, the device is no longer considered encrypted for HIPAA purposes. And you can see that in a number of ways. One I just learned a few days ago, a person can close their laptop down, just pull down the top down, just put it into sleep mode, and the encryption is still uh, act, uh, is still deactivated on it. And there are so many other ways you can have, for example, it was missed in the first place. Whoever was placing it on the device either forgot to do it or didn't do it the right way. Or even worse, the person who's stealing the device is the person it's assigned to, so they know the decryption key. But I have to tell this one story because it amazed me when I saw one of our investigators went into this three-story medical clinic, hundreds of devices all around the, the clinic, and on each device on the front was one of those printer labels that get affixed to the device. On the front was the serial number of the device, and on the back of the monitor affixed to the device was a decryption key. So <laughs> I don't know how that can at all be considered secure data when you've got it that openly capable of being decrypted. And you know all the passwords are on a sticky note on the desk, right? Well, that's, that's the other one you hear all the time, of course, the sticky note. This wasn't even a sticky note. This was a fix to the device itself. It was, I, I was, he showed me, I, I insisted he take photographs and bring them back because I couldn't believe it, but sure enough, he did. Well, Stephen, I'm glad you're talking about healthcare. It's a great example. What are some of the specific healthcare security gaps that you chose to address at Absolute Software, and why start in healthcare? Well, it's kind of part serendipity, part you know, good intentions. Uh, when I was first asked a little over three years ago to start looking at uh, you know the the uh, protection, the security protection environment, and and the various verticals, obviously the first one that came to mind because it had been getting so much attention in the news lately was healthcare. 
Uh, also, I'd had a little bit of background in the healthcare environment. My wife actually works in the healthcare environment, so although she's not a, a doctor or a physician, she, she's a, you know an assistant and so forth. So I had a little feel of what's going on there. Uh, and then the serendipity part was as soon as I started poking my nose into it just a few weeks later, I realized we had to become HIPAA compliant by September of 2013 because we're a business associate, obviously, of our healthcare customers. That really drove i got to learn this real fast, and I've got to learn what we've got to do to make sure we're HIPAA compliant. So that's where that caught uh, my primary attention. As for the gaps I see, there are gaps everywhere. I mean, we could spend the next, you know, hours talking about all the gaps there are. What Absolute Solution tries to do is actually look at it from the other direction, and I know I'm probably jumping ahead to a future question, but it just fits right now, that we look at it from, how can we identify what the problems are, what the problems are, how we can see that you have avoided those problems, and how you know whether to report a breach or not, because we can see into the device after it's already left your control. Well, Steve, I'm glad you're going there, because that's something I want to talk to you about, which is the absolute DDS approach, data and device security. You started talking about it. Tell me now, how is it different from other security strategies in the marketplace? Well, first and foremost, we have a couple of pieces to our solution that nobody else has. I mean, the, the probably the most prominent one is persistence, that for many of the devices, we have partnered with the OEMs, and from right out of the box at the factory, we are already implanted not just in the software, but we're actually implanted in the firmware. So if a bad person who typically gets a hold of a device that doesn't belong to him or her, first thing he or she does is they, you know, try to flush out anything in the system that could be used to, to detect the device. They might swap out the hard drive. They might put in a new OS. They may flash the, the BIOS. All those things and several other ways that may be attempted to uh, defeat any surveillance uh, service on the device, we survive all of that. And it's, it's a patented system. We're the only ones to have that. Have that. So once it leaves uh, the control of the proper people, Without a window into that device, the first thing they have to presume is I've got a breach uh, in, in the HIPAA environment. I can't really, I'm not necessarily say that in the other environments as well, but certainly in the HIPAA environment, environment, it's very clear. You lose control of the device and it's no longer in authorized hands. You're to presume it's a breach unless you can prove uh, a reasonable basis to believe that there's a low probability that important you know, data, important information has been accessed or transferred by an unauthorized person. We provide that window, and we don't provide it so people don't start worried that, you know, this is Big Brother looking on 24-7. That doesn't become activated, that ability, until once the device is reported stolen. But once it is, once it's off the grid, and we can do this both when it connects to the Internet and even if it isn't connected to the Internet, there are a lot of services we can provide. I'm not going to list all of them here, but device freeze, data delete, we can actually look into the device if, for example, there's a reason that the entity, the healthcare entity, believes, hey, this device left from a place that a lot of other of our devices have been disappearing. Maybe there's somebody in the insider who's inside who's doing something wrong with our devices. So let's take the risk. Let's assume the risk and leave the device active for a little while. And let's see if we can allow absolute investigators who are trained in doing this for many years. We've been doing this in the consumer market long before we came over to the healthcare market. Let's see if we can figure out who's access, accessing it, why they're accessing it, and what they're doing with it, and that way maybe we can cut off 
that access point from internally other devices going out in the future, so it's worth the risk to leave it open for a little while. So we have that. We have this team of 40 investigators, ex-law enforcement. Uh, some of, there are a couple of uh, about five, I think, investigator investigative analysts who are not former law enforcement but very skilled in doing internet analysis. And through that team, we have been tracking down devices for over a decade and up to date returned 38,000 stolen devices to their owners. So we're very experienced in doing that and can track these devices down. We're bringing that skill now to the healthcare vertical as well as other uh, verticals. Stephen, you were just getting to the secret sauce I wanted to talk to you about, which is your team of investigators. You mentioned the law enforcement background. Talk about that and what really distinguishes your team of investigators. Well, what we have are, as I said earlier, all former law enforcement investigators. Collectively, we have over a 1,000 years of former law enforcement experience, over 250 years of that in management uh, leadership positions within law enforcement. We also have over, in that group, over 300 years worth of cybercrime investigative experience. On top of that, several of our people have privacy certifications. I myself recently acquired at the beginning of 2015 my healthcare information security and privacy practitioner certification through ISC squared. We have several other versions of security certifications, CSIPs, uh, and from other organizations as well. Uh, so that is spread around our team as well. And what happens is uh, we have also developed over this time in the consumer and the business market prior to coming into healthcare and now other verticals that we're looking to get into or move into. We have those law enforcement connections over all these years. We have over 7,500 law enforcement connections worldwide. We have over uh, 37,000 individual law enforcement officers that we've touched, touched base with over the years and we've maintained in the database all that contact information. And so we know who to go to when in a jurisdiction maybe a device has disappeared and we can go talk law enforcement to law enforcement officer. We know the language. We know what to say. It's amazing what doors open up when you say, oh, by the way, I'm a retired prosecutor, I'm a retired detective, or I'm a retired FBI agent. That automatically, you know, the brotherhood <laughs> comes into play or sisterhood comes into play. And immediately you've got doors open to you and you can start talking to them. And in, at least in the HIPAA environment, as well as almost all the other privacy environments. If law enforcement says, hey, look, this is something we want to look into, and more and more we know law enforcement is engaging because they know cybersecurity is, is not only the next wave, it is the wave now of, of, of loss of data and loss of, of devices and loss of important information. Now they say, well, look, we want to do an investigation of this law enforcement, and we help them file the necessary paperwork and whatever. So once that takes place, Breach notification is stalled. There's, there's a halt on any breach notification because law enforcement has said don't notify anybody at this point. We're conducting an investi investigation, and anything you might do might damage that investigation. And the law is very cognizant of that. If the police or law enforcement in general are doing an investigation, that they want any notification to be halted and let the investigation go to its conclusion. And that will give them, our customers, more time to put together the pieces with our, our assistance into how that device got lost and, and out into the wild in the first place. So, Stephen, a quick follow-up. Based on what Absolute Software does, is there an ultimate goal to this process? Yes, uh, specifically uh, healthcare and, and HIPAA statutes provide for this, but I, uh, we definitely believe that this analysis is easily 
uh, can be extended to any other vertical. What uh, provision exists in the HIPAA statutes allows for, whether it's a covered entity or a business associate, uh, if their data, if their device has been accessed, they think, uh, or lost or so forth, as long as there is a low probability that the critical uh, protected health information has, it can be shown that there's a low probability that has been accessed or transferred by unauthorized persons, then it's considered that there's no breach whatsoever. And when you, when there is no breach, there are so many consequences that do not have to be complied with under the law. You don't have to notify the patients. You don't have to go public to the press. Uh, you don't have to notify the Department of Health and Human Services and the federal government. You don't have to notify any local or state agencies. And all of that can lead to, you know, a great deal of relief. When we talk to healthcare providers, they say, oh, really? That's like a home run for us. It's, and they immediately say, oh, that's right. If there's a loss but no damage to the data or no loss to the data itself, it's, it's a protection for us that we don't have to say it was violated because no protected data was, was accessed. So that's ultimately the game plan. And we can provide that documentation to the healthcare provider. And also, interestingly enough, one of the ways that uh, it's recognized it can be done is by forensic analysis, which is what we provide to our, our healthcare customers and ultimately as we plan this out even further, of course, to the corporate customer as well. Steve, when we started talking, we mentioned about how Absolute Software debuted the DDS approach in healthcare. And since then, I know you've moved into education and now you're moving into the enterprise space. What do you find to be the challenges of scaling up and expanding? Well, we were very comfortable in the, uh, the education space. I think that was, along with consumer, uh, that has been our traditional market for some time. So that was kind of an easy transfer, and I think we've we've continued our success very well in that area because of that. Uh, I think it's fair to say they are uh, equally our, our biggest customer along with the consumer space. Uh, we've made great growth, though, in healthcare in, in the very last six months that we've been working in this, and we're now getting, you know, well into double-digit growth. So now we're looking to move on to the corporate world. And, of course, the added uh, dimension there that doesn't exist necessarily with healthcare, healthcare is a very finite set of laws, very well written. Uh, the regulatory environment in the corporate and financial world is much more complex much more multi-layered. And through my contacts and associations in the healthcare security environment, I've been very blessed in getting to meet people who have the knowledge in that area. So we don't have to worry about the tremendous learning curve necessary. I mean, as much as a learning curve there was in HIPAA and HITECH Act, there's a much greater learning curve in the business and financial and corporate sectors. So we've been very blessed in, in partnering now with some very significant uh, experts in the field uh, across the country and engaging them right now in, in agreements so that they'll come on board and get us ready to go up to speed very quickly into that uh, those verticals as well. What would you say are some of the lessons that you've learned from your healthcare and your education clients, your consumer clients, and how do you expect those to be applied now to new customers in the enterprise space? Well, more so, I, the biggest lesson I'd say I would say is in the education and the healthcare, the more organizational structures. We've handled the consumer uh, market easily for, for many years now. Uh, you can't plan soon enough, and that's one of the biggest things we think we bring to those two markets, the healthcare and education markets, and very soon the corporate market. You must start planning before. If you wait until the breach, you're, you're done because you can't catch up 
with everything you need to lay in terms of a foundation. You need to know where your vulnerabilities are, obviously, but not just your technical vulnerabilities, but your legal vulnerabilities. For example, most businesses, most even most healthcare entities these days are multi-jurisdictional uh, entities. So they have to do with the laws of various states, of the U.S. government, and also, I don't know how much your audience has been paying attention to this, but the EU has already started becoming a major player and is taking further steps in the very near future to become even more of an influential player in American businesses and the way we control data of European people, uh, European citizens. So this is going as much as the Internet is a worldwide network, we are becoming more and more a worldwide economy, and all those factors come into play, and if you're not up to speed, even before you go out to market to do things, with all those dangers, all those risks, and all the ways you need to respond, and all the teams you have to have in place, and the, the people within house that you have to have set up to be ready to respond to these, you're going to be behind the curve. And that's one of the benefits on top of everything else that Absolute brings to its customers in the DDS environment, in, in our advanced environment, we call our premium environment. We come to you and we, we bring to you our experience and our knowledge and we test out a lot of what it is you have to do up front so you're not facing all these issues for the first time. Oh, my God, there's a breach. Now what do I do? It's, it's just too late. Last question for you. I know you've just debuted a new solution. What can you tell us about it now? In fact, I think this just came out yesterday. Uh, it was announced yesterday that we have offered now a new solution, our first-time solution as far as I know, in the SIEM market, the system information and event management uh, market. And what that does is it now creates an integration with the already existing uh, methodologies that are out there for the network computer systems. So what we can do with our DDS mobile device solutions, we can now integrate that information in with what's going on with the network analytics and can provide a greater and broader analysis throughout your entire system. So when events happen, when important information happens somewhere in your network or on the mobile device, that can be brought together along with the advantage that we bring in terms of being persistent and not just persistent and, and covering many different types of systems, uh, mobile systems with that persistence, but I think I might have forgotten to mention this earlier. We're not persistent for, let's say, in the Apple environment, but we still are a software solution just like everybody else out there in the marketplace is, but we have the ability to be in the software as well, although in the Apple devices we may not be persistent. But we can integrate all that information and we have the advantage of being in multiple mobile environments. So no matter what devices your employees are using, we have that ability to draw that information and match it to what's going on in your network environment. And we've even partnered with RSA to create that kind of understanding and create that kind of uh, capabilities which are unique in the marketplace. Stephen, that's great insight. I appreciate your time and your thoughts today. Thank you very much. Thanks for the time, and uh, have a good weekend. The topic has been Absolute Data and Device Security. I've been speaking with Stephen Tralia, HIPAA compliance expert in legal counsel with Absolute Software. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.